Thank you for tuning in on Cop with a Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with the comic Ethan David. Ethan David, how the hell are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. How are you? Oh, doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. And I know I follow you everywhere where you're doing the online funny stuff. You are Ethan Davidson. I'm sorry. This is this is fucking hilarious. Ethan Davidism. Ethan yeah. Davidism on both Twitter and Instagram and Ethan David uh, comedy dot com. And there we can find things like you had a mod team at UCB and it was uh, bedrock comedy and you're still doing some um, virtual sketches, etc. And also, this is what I look like naked. Yes, yes, yes. That so is, yeah, so that tell is me, me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, so tell me kind of how you juggled all that while UCB was still around and tell me about the short film. Um, I mean, yeah, it was a lot of running around. It's, it's um, Basically, I've been doing sketch comedy for about seven years now. I've done a lot of different programs, a lot of different indie teams, and I just gotten on like a, a team at the UCB Theater, and we were about three shows in when uh, <laughs> the theater shut down. But um, yeah. I, think that, I think I had Erica Hernandez on. And I think she said something similar. Uh-huh. I think that after their first night, she was she was fucked. They were done. Yeah, that's why I, I I just met Erica last weekend. We did a show together, a oh, virtual cool. show. Yeah. Oh, cool. And so, like, yeah, I saw that um, you had a virtual show july 16th and so um are you just kind of publishing sketches as they're done or you know are you kind of releasing them on a schedule so the next one we could expect will be you know uh, october 16th or something yeah that july 16th show is our first uh virtual one it's basically all the mod teams just kind of came together and did like a virtual mod night which is a lot of fun it was very great to kind of see what everyone's interpretation of that was because it's all these like stage teams, you know, it's like this, uh, like, because digital sketch comedy is a whole different beast. So it's funny to see that sort of, like, transition and how, like, uh, you know, uh, different teams went about approaching a uh, digital show. But uh, we're, so we're, some, about, we're, yeah, we're, were some of them in the same room together, or was it a lot of, you know, here's four Zoom, Zoom windows, and they're each kind of interacting in a funny way, like, you know, a Parks and Recreation reunion uh, recently? I'd say there was a lot of Zoom sketches and then a lot of like, you know, uh, people just kind of filming like one character sketches. Yeah. Uh, we, our set, we only had, I think, one Zoom sketch and then we would do like, you know, um, a lot of like, just like one person sketches or it'd be like, you know, we had one where it was like a radio broadcast that someone's listening to and reacting to. So we kind of brought all <laughs> together. We had fun ways of kind of weed, and we had like weeding in and out, like sort of like uh, runners and whatnot. Um, well, so there's like different fun ways to like make it work, kind of like what SNL at home was doing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So as a big fan of SNL and things like that, can you explain what mod, you know, what kind of a mod team or a mod night is? And you know, f- you know, feel free to do so in the vernacular of SNL. Like, you know, does it have to do with the writing process or the performance process? Like, like what is mod versus something else? I know Harold, you know, I'm, I don't want to confuse improv and sketch, but what is mod night in relation to other things in relation to SNL? Yeah, so mod night is uh, it's the house sketch comedy teams. These are the teams that they put together at the theater. And um, every month you have a new show. So you have a month to come up with something. And they there's not really a whole lot of oversight there. You can write it in a week or you can write it in a month i mean like it's right whatever your team comes up with in terms of schedule and you know you hire a director of your choosing or who's available and and you just have like a month to put together 
a live sketch comedy show. It's usually about six writers on a team, so it's usually about six sketches, six writers, six actors. Uh, and so the six so, sketches, well, like, so your time slot is roughly like an hour or two for those six sketches. I'd say like the whole, there's, you get paired with another team. So I think the whole slot is like an hour. It's about half hour, maybe go a little over. But uh, uh, so each team, each team does time. a, each team does a half an hour. But if I go see, you know, if I go to UCB or something like that, you know, I stay for the hour. I see two teams. I see 12 sketches from two teams. Then do I also see additional hours of two teams per hour? No, you'll see that every night, like mod night is like two teams. And so they'll be, they'll have like a host there who's like promoting another show. So they'll come out at the beginning, they'll set it up. And then one team will just do their whole set. Then the host will come back out to do another bit. Then they'll set up the next team. will do their whole set. And then that's just the end of mod night for that week. I think there's eight teams total. So it's like every month you see like each week is like a different uh, slot for the two teams. Oh, that's so, so we- cool. Yeah. And I think I talked to, I talked a little bit about this with some other, uh, you know, some other sketch writers and performers and things like that. And I think I was uh, taken by the fact that sometimes it's like, it's almost like a, it's almost tragic that these things are worked on for a whole month and um, you just kind of do them for one night. And I guess that always leads to the question, are these things also being recorded for posterity and where can we find those? They are. Uh, they, yeah, that's definitely the, the thing with it is that, um, you know, I think, it's always best to see live comedy live. I mean, I think uh, there are cameras there. We do record it. We do put it online. And, uh, you know, then I think the videographers that we had, I, I should be plugging. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the names. But they're really, uh, <laughs> a great, a great, yeah, a great videographer, a great, the, the best sketch videographer of all time. Yeah. His or her name is escaping yeah. me. Though. Yeah. But um, anyways, it was just like, uh, it, it is like, uh, sorry, Jack Frederick is his name. I just looked. But yeah, he's very great. Uh, but yeah, anyways, um, it it is uh nice to like have it like kind of immortalized through this uh, live. Uh, I'm sorry, like through these videos. But you and you can find us through. Uh, we have a, a YouTube. I'm sorry, a YouTube channel called. Uh, just it's just called UCB Mod Night, where you can oh, cool. see from this past season, which I know wasn't long, but you know, with eight teams, three shows, that's a lot of sketches. You can go you can go out and see a good handful of sketches on there. And then um with the virtual mod night, you know, we all did our shows and now now we're just kind of releasing them all individually. Like, you know, the actors will put it on their Instagrams and then we, we have our own YouTube channels, each team, including the Mod Night uh YouTube channel. And so, so bad, we're like really so bad, bad, bad 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 rock comedy will be on the the mod night youtube but it will also have its own youtube yeah we're using our own youtube for the virtual one okay. uh, but uh we we do have a presence on the ucd mod night youtube channel okay. and, you know we're, we're putting out more virtual ones actually we're in the already talking about the next batch of sketches yeah yeah so i, I guess a, the couple questions that come to mind are first of all who is uh you know, you write, and I, I, you know, I think you also perform. And so, what's in, you know, a character that e- Ethan David is good at either writing or performing? And also, you know, if I watch all the sketches of UCB online, how will that stack up to SNL? Would it be raunchier? Will it be a little bit more experiment, experimental? Will it be funnier because it comes from fresher angles? 
I mean, it'll definitely be a lot more like kind of guerrilla raw, like like Black Fox Theater. Like we don't have like a, a, an entire art department with all these props and with all these costumes and with these <laughs> great stage production. And you know, we don't have like cameras and like that are like kind of like they kind of SNLs perform live, but like it needs to work on those two fronts, the like digital front and the uh, live front because people are mostly watching it on their couches. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, whereas like with live comedy, it's you're writing for a live audience. Like, yeah, we're taping it, we're putting it online, we're hoping people are watching it at home and enjoying it. But you know, you are like writing in with the live audience in mind. What's what's gonna rope them and what's gonna get them in? And so it is like very bare bones. Like we'll have props, but it's very minimal compared to like an SNL. Or anything like that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like, in terms of, like, characters, I mean, I, I, I personally like more, like, group sketches, like, ensemble. Like, I, I love character sketches, like, watching. As a writer, I think I like to incorporate all the actors. And, like, I, I, I really like, uh, especially on our team, on Bedrock, all of the actors on our team were on a mod team the year before. And all of their writers like left either for jobs or for like just leaving mod nights. They've been doing it for a while. And so they had these six actors that they stuck together with no writers. So they just took uh-huh. six new writers whose first first time ever doing mod night, six like brand new writers, and they just assigned it to this <laughs> these uh, six actors who had been working together already. And so that was an interesting dynamic to kind of come in and write for these people that had this uh we were able to kind of like in football, I like go back and watch the tape. Like we were able to kind of watch and see, like, oh, this is how they play off each other really well. So I personally uh, like novel sketches. I like writing for like the whole team and like way that they can uh, interact. So instead of like a, a Stefan, where it's just Stefan being hilarious on SNL, you're more of a here's a situation where everybody in the in the scene can be pretty hilarious. Yeah, like I think my first sketch was like a, a drinking song for not being in the mood to drink, and it was just like. A, <laughs> Like everyone at the bar with like a shanty, like you know, like you'd see in like a a bunch of sailors or something, but like they're drinking water and they're like just a little tired. I love that because you know they're you know they they know they're supposed to be drinking. They know they usually drink that time every night, but they did drink for the last twenty nights in a row. So it's like, I'm sorry guys, a little sheepishly, I have to admit that man, it'd be nice to have take a night off and get some real sleep. I got like a big day tomorrow and I'm just like <laughs> I'm exhausted. Like yeah, like this one night. <laughs> but they still have all the bravo and like the the making <laughs> like uh, swinging their arms, their arms around each other as they're talking about just like, you know. Gotta call it early tonight. <laughs> and so I guess like for you know, a great idea like that, how'd you come up with it? <laughs> that was yeah, how does Oh really? Okay, so you kinda say yeah, I mean, I, you know, any well, feeling or thought it. you have, you're like, oh man, this actually could be a good sketch. Yeah, I mean, like, I just, uh, I, I, I always enjoy those sea shanties and, like, you know, like the, the arm swinging and, like, the drinking song. I think it's very funny. It's, it's not something you actually really see anymore. And then I just think it's, like, a very relatable sentiment to just, like, just not be, like, to be at a bar when you're not in the mood to drink is, like, um, it's, it's just something that's, like, a very i think recognizable sentiment so i just wanted to kind of pair those two together and see what would come out of it yeah that's hilarious Uh, and it really has to be fresh because you know the 
the more tired the setting is, you know, I think SNL did like a pirate ship and, you know, the minute it opens, I'm like, I don't want to see this fucking shit. It's going to be awful. It's going to be maritime humor. I've seen Hook. I've seen all these things 4,000 times, Pirates of the Caribbean. And then it turns yeah. out to be them talking about Captain Hook, you know, hanging around with, or Peter Pan hanging around with young kids. And they're like, should we we'd be hanging out with kids this young? <laughs> that kid was like five, dude. Should we be hanging out with that dude? So it's got to be yeah. fresher. Yeah. So like, you know, do you, you know, tell me kind of, you know, there you have a tired, uh, maybe a tired setting that um, is instantly recognizable, but, you know, overused, and you put a real fresh spin on it. And that fresh spin is apparent in the first five seconds. But if you had another scene that was perfectly novel, you know, if it's set, you know, just at a bizarre, like it's set, I can't even, you know, on a tightrope or something like that, like, <laughs> like, 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 you would be written differently it could actually evolve slower like you wouldn't need to you know people would be interested just because it's a novel setting you wouldn't need to tell jokes in the first five seconds so like you know what are some other ideas that you had without burning material but how do they kind of you know what are some of the things you notice like oh shit it's a tired setting i have to be fresh immediately or like you know when to reveal the jokes does that differ you know the more novel a situation is yeah, I think when you reveal the joke, you want it to come down like a hammer. Like, you want it to be like the hammer of Thor and just, like, <laughs> hit the audience. And like, oh, okay. Because, like, the audience is almost, like, kind of sitting there, like, giddy and, like, like what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And yeah. so, like, you know, like, you know from that hook that in the beginning whether or not the sketch is going to work or not. Because they're not, if they don't laugh at that first twist, then, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it means that, uh, buckle up because we're going to be doubling down on this show for five minutes it's like you know every sketch is very specific on like uh uh zeroing in on that one funny thing and yeah. so i think um <laughs> i think uh yeah I, I personally i i agree with you i think like yeah the more novel the setting in general the more novel the premise the less hard jokes you kind of have to like write with and the more you can kind of just like let that novel situation kind of play itself out I had okay. another sketch that was, um, sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, I had this other one that was like, uh, you know, like the last day of uh, camp when like, there's like that show where all like the campers start impersonating the counselors. And it's just <laughs> like, I, I, I had that, but it was just like, they started impersonating this like demon camp counselor lord named Gorlack who like <laughs> comes That's in like takes funny. over their accursed souls. And, like, and there, all the other counselors are there off to the side like, which campers? Uh, which counselor is that? Who who is that? Is that me? It's not, it's not me. Like, it's like, so is there actually? Um, yeah, so, so they were. I love that they were what describing like you know. First, you think they're going to describe just a you know a strict counselor or something, but they start, you know, doing an elaborate description of just fucking a demon. And and you're saying the demon was kind of a camp counselor they didn't know, or you're saying like the demon was kind of supernatural in that he uh, appeared to the campers, but not the camp counselors. The latter, yeah, he appeared to the oh, campers. That's and, fucking like, hilarious. How do you know? Like, yeah, yeah, how do you know you're twisted? I mean, because that's I mean, both <laughs> your ideas are fucking hilarious, and that demon one is fucking positively. Again, you took kind of a tired setting. I've I've seen it, and you made it fucking hilarious, and it could be hilarious in the first five seconds. And how the fuck do you know you're twisted in this exact way where you're born to be a sketch writer? That's fantastic. Uh, um, I guess like it's. A I, I sort of just like will have these kind of like um, I, I just store like a lot of like these weird kind of specifics in my head where like I, I don't know, I'll, I'll have like that memory of like the last day of camp and we're all doing like that show and we're impersonating the counselors 
that to me is the hard part. It's actually finding those like, because like sketch comedy has been going on for so long. It's like this, every premise has been almost exalted. Every setting has been like you were just saying with like the bar and like, you know, the pirate ship. Like it's like, we've seen every setting. And yeah. it's really the, the big challenge now is really identifying, I say tropes, but that makes it sound like I'm talking about movies and television. It's really, it can be real life, like, you know, these real life tropes, these real life kind of situations we find ourselves in. I think that is almost more of a challenge than like, I think once you kind of find that thing, like, oh, that's right, that's like the funny thing that happens. Like at the end of camp, we all like do the impressions of the counselors. That's to me, like once I had that, then I can like have fun with it and get ridiculous and like be like, oh, well, what if, what would be a silly thing that happened there? Yeah. Oh, I like, I personally like, even humor i like gravitating towards like you know like that whole uh that that kind of uh um serpent lord sort of like evil sentient being whatever yeah like, I, I i think that so there's a lot of humor to mind in that and like you know like just i i i think that's uh that to me is more the easy part than like identifying the sort of recognizable moments yeah, and somebody like Kimberly DeNaro is good at kind of, you know, adding specifics onto her jokes that make it just funnier and funnier as it goes on. Because you're like, she keeps going on and it keeps getting more and more creative. And that's, um, you know, I saw a lot of that in Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Captain Holt's character would uh, talk about Captain Wunsch, his nemesis. And he, he, he talked about her in terms of a, a Korean hair monster who would choke you with her hair while you went to the bathroom. And so, <laughs> so meaning, yeah, he would, he would haunt outhouses choke you with her hair until your bowels emptied out and you died or something like like he kept getting more and more specific and i love that and even gabe nathan's was yeah. on and he was talking about uh you know bar mitzvah party being like okay you know the after party is something that you know at the very best happens next door so i mean the parents are in one room the kids are in another room and uh -huh. your 13 your 13 year old self gets to grind against somebody and you know you know, like I could see, I could see uh, Ethan David just doing something like, "Yeah, we're just going next door." Yeah, we're just going next door, and then you <laughs> see what, then you finally see what next door is, and it's like a crack den, and they're doing some crazy shit. But I guess you know yeah, that yeah. leads me to the the question of you know when you finally do a short film, and you did, you know, this is what I look like naked. How did you come up with the idea? Because if you're a twisted motherfucker, and I love it, you know, how do you, you know, it says a comedy short film about an inside joke turned mega pop song. First of all. You know, can you reveal the inside joke or the pop song, or are they just both kind of like you don't want to burn material, and the pop song is not, like it's not a, it's a, just a, both of them are unique, made up for this film, right? You didn't say that your inside joke turned into like a Taylor Swift song or something. Uh, I am actually best friends with Taylor Swift, and she did uh, not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is actually very personal enough. No, yeah, I, uh, I, it, it really, um, the whole thing stemmed from just like. I, uh, this really one kind of scene I had in my, I think I probably thought it would be like a sketch or something where I, I, I did karaoke once, like a couple of years ago. And I was just like, uh, doing one of those private room karaoke's. I just had the thought in my head. I was like, just like imagining myself just like in that small karaoke room by myself singing, like how nice it would be just like rent out one of those rooms alone. And I just like had this image in my head of someone like singing karaoke alone. And that's right. kind of like, that's actually a scene like towards the end of the film. And I feel like I kind of just built it out from there more so than any like kind of personal like, incident, but there is like uh, relatable sentiments in it. But so yeah, sorry to answer your question. It's basically, um, 
this is what I look like naked is the name of the song. We actually recorded this pop song. And the inside joke is that these two friends, when they were younger, they would sing this song. We see it in the short film, like the genesis of the joke, where they're like singing, like looking in the mirror, like, this is what I look like, this is what I look like. And then like someone's like asleep and he kind of mutters and sleep like naked. And then like they're like, they start cracking up. <laughs> and then it's like, it's a, this intimate moment that like you had to be there. Like it's like, you know, that's the whole thing with inside jokes. It's like, you know, it's only really funny to people who are there. So I wanted to really clue the audience in and make it so it was like they felt like they were there for that moment. And then yeah, like and it says for for two estranged friends. So this is kind of the the fact that it became yeah. a pop hit brought them back together. Yeah, it's like years later now, one of them works at a karaoke bar and the other one is this mega famous pop star. And she took this inside joke and made it this mega hit pop song which they're now all singing at the karaoke bar. So she has, she's like watching all these strangers get up on stage. Oh, and sing no. Like so personal to her. Oh, and that's so, cool, though. That's cool cause, because yeah. then you're like, oh, this pop star got all big. She probably, he or she probably forgot about me. But no, oh, shit. The song that everybody's singing and bringing into my karaoke bar is, is about our inside joke. So the, this pop star didn't forget me. Yeah, yeah. It's like wow. it's, it's, starts reflecting on their friendship and we start seeing kind of flashbacks of like that sort of journey. But uh, it, it, it's just like also like a silly comedy. Like, just, like the music video is very silly. It's like, like uh, Nimini, where is her name? She's an incredible singer. I was on a, another sketch comedy team under a program called Boogie Manja. Yeah, uh, along sure. With, uh, yeah, yeah. And along with Cami Dimitrova, who plays uh, Zoe and the, the main character, the karaoke DJ. Uh, she was also on that team. And so, like, I knew that they would have, like, that great dynamic and in, that uh, in, in Nimini's this incredible singer. So we, like, filmed, like, a goofy music video for it. And then, like, you know, we see, like, everyone's at the bar, like, singing the song. It's, like, Tammy sort of having these flashbacks of her and Nimini. Yeah. And so now that you know that, like, the work that goes into, you know, you know kind of making a... Huh you know, a high quality short film as opposed to just, you know, like a live sketch that might also be filmed. Um, has it kind of changed your outlook on what future uh, sketches you would turn into a comedy short? Like you're like, oh shit, this is fucking hard. Let me make sure that the next one, you know, really uh, does a quality treatment of that demon counselor. <laughs> I feel like every uh, idea I have, I run it through everything. <laughs> Like every single medium I run it, I'm like, is it a sketch? Is it a short film? Is it a, uh, a head, a, like a satire piece? Is it a, a tweet? <laughs> is it like a tweet that I'm just going to put out into the ether and then delete after two minutes because it didn't get a lot of likes? Um, yeah, so, so what, like, gets, um, yeah, what gets to the comedy short film? And what, you know, what sketches look like, oh shit, that's going to become a comedy short film because it'll look good with a quality visual and a quality sound. Yeah, I think it's just like uh, I, I'm I'm constantly just like looking for what I think has like more of a three act structure to it. And like I would want to see more than like a sketch. And also oh. like, you know, I want like sketches to be a little bit more absurdist, I think, and like a little bit more like unexpected and like unrealistic, where it's like a short film. I mean, I, I dig short films that are absurdist, too, and like unrealistic. But I think like in terms of my taste, I, I want it to be uh, at least grounded enough that I can like make it somewhat plausible. Uh, and so that there are different like kind of approaches there in that sense. Um, yeah, I think like with this one, 
<laughs> it was just really just like a really half idea in my head of like someone doing karaoke in a bar alone. <laughs> I just thought, yeah. it was <laughs> and I was like, it's all, I, it's just, I, one day I just kind of had that thought. I was like, okay, well, like, why are they like, do, do they work there maybe? It's just after the bar closes. Yeah. And then it's just kind of branched out from there as if you're like, you know, just like building something from scratch. And you're just like, it's it just, I started like, started piecing out these elements together. And also another thing is uh, I, the original idea was just kind of, it would be like everyone at the bar is singing a song, a real song that like, uh, her and her friend used to like when they were younger and it just kind of makes her think of her old friendship and how it grew apart not necessarily the inside joke or that it was her friend that sung the song but then I went to like look into music licensing and it's like 20 grand to like which is way more than my budget for this entire film wow. to like license like any like recognizable song in the ether and all the, like there's not really a lot of like royalty free songs besides like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star and Happy Birthday yeah. <laughs> I was like I couldn't find like a curious, like I actually reached out to like a, a what's that song? Like, like knock three times on the ceiling if you want to get Yeah, that oh, that's uh, Tony, Tony Orlando and Don. Yeah, it's one of my faves. Tony Orlando, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I was like, I, I reached out to like that, like actual, like, I don't know, estate or what, not estate, but like the. Yeah, Tony, Don, or whatever. Anybody? Yeah, yeah I, I called Tony Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, I uh, and they they got back to me like the twenty grand thing or whatever. I just like didn't respond. I was like even responding was too scary to me as if I had some liability to owe them that. Uh, <laughs> and oh, so yeah. I was like, and that inspired the premise of like, oh well, what if I just wrote a song? And I love that. All, all of a sudden, Ethan Davis like, why don't we just invent a song? Yeah, necessity of mother of invention. I like the, that answer, though, about, you know, something being three acts, because, yeah, I can see that being three acts, whereas, you know, the camp counselor thing, you know, that's, yeah. just, an, that's just an Ethan David sketch. I don't want to see a first act where the demon, you know, that's just the joke. I want the joke to be revealed in the yeah. ever-evolving, uh, elaborate description of the demon with the camp counselors just looking at each other like, who the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. But see, that that's Ethan David funny, and man, he's... uh. He's, you know, he's bringing together, he's, he's the person unifying the Boogie Manja and the UCB mod team, the Bedrock Comedy, and that's fucking hilarious. I can't believe that's even done, but Ethan David can do it, and he does it. He does his funny at Ethan Davidism at both Twitter and Instagram. He's EthanDavidComedy.com and uh, Bedrock Comedy on Instagram. And that might also be on Twitter, but that's, you know, on Instagram is where you'll find, you know, upcoming sketches and things like that. But also, this is what I look like naked, which looks like, I'm looking at on Instagram here, it's an official selection, August 2020, Indie Short Fest, and that's in LA, man, you are bi-coastal. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those festivals that's a first safe opportunity, granted, you know, because <laughs> of the pandemic. <laughs> Uh, we we are screening in November at a Yonkers Film Festival, it'll be a virtual film festival. Oh, I don't know how yeah. the exact dates yet, but I'll have that on my Instagram. And uh, the handle, <laughs> the handle is "This is what I look like naked." Is not a sex spot. It is a short film. <laughs> you would not be uh, <laughs> hacked or anything. <laughs> You're not seeing Ethan David naked as disappointing. As yeah, you is. would. I, I will say it was definitely harrowing, like sending all those emails to like people asking they wanted to be a part of a project. <laughs> So many emails when you're making a short film. It's just like having a title like that was difficult. Yeah, well, that's fucking cool. Ethan, David, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Brian.